If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. Thank you for joining us for the special edition here on Joy News, which is also on Joy 99.7 FM and on our social media platforms. My name is Nathaniel Atta, and it's great to be in your company once again as we celebrate something unique, something that hasn't happened in our sport in terms of achievements in a while. Uh, so sport, they say, is just the beginning, and uh, that's what they called it. Uh, this uh, afternoon, we're spending time with the medalists. The lady and gentleman who flew high the flag of Ghana before the global cameras in Birmingham during the recently ended Commonwealth Games. Now, this year's uh, edition was the largest games ever held, with 72 nations, with over 5,000 athletes participating in the competition. Now, Ghana finished 28th on the medal table through the sheer grit and determination of these athletes. But how did they get to do it? Well, we'll get to hear from the track and field athletes, uh, Joseph Paul Amwa and Deborah Aqua. And the, the gentleman and the lady who have written their names in uh, different uh, spaces and, of course, have engraved it in the annals of the track and field uh, athletes and achievements. And, of course, Joe Paul who became the first 200 meters athletes to claim a medal in the Commonwealth Games in 48 years. Now, he also is Africa's uh, first since the year 2006. Now, Deborah Aqua, with that leap of 6.94 meters, became the first woman ever to win a medal for Ghana in uh, the long jump in the Games. Now, uh, there was this group. Uh, this was uh, the discipline with uh, which some ensured that Ghana counted uh, itself within the middle uh, you know, table at the world stage. And referring here, we're talking about boxing. Wahid Omar, who's a previous medalist, and Joseph Kome, uh, the lover boy of the, two of the fans in Accra and the surrounding areas. And Abraham Mensah, the man who, uh, by sheer luck and good omen, got two buys in the preliminary stages. Well, what a trial they are. And uh, they are that trial that could be uh, the next set of uh, boxing greats for this country. But there is uh, the talk about a deliberate policy to reach to uh, the height that we need to uh, get to. Now, um, we'll hear from these history makers uh, right here on Joy Sports, and that's the reason why we're glad to be in your company. Once again, my name is Nathaniel Atto, and after a round of messages, we will get down to the big conversations. Thank you for joining us. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Well, let's begin by taking a look at the performance of Team Ghana at the Commonwealth Games. Now, Ghana, uh, you know, became uh, 28th on the whole medal table. Now, uh, Razak Musbao of Joy Sports has a wrap on uh, all of that in the following report. Let's take a listen to him. Ghana is competing in the 2022 Commonwealth Games in Birmingham, England, marking its 17th appearance. 
But the games haven't been kind to Team Ghana, as seen by a string of crushing defeats in tennis and hockey, as well as an embarrassing doping scandal on Friday. Here's a wrap of the team's performance so far. In boxing, Onela Sathud, whose involvement in boxing has drawn interest because of a PhD in analytical chemistry, was defeated in the women's middleweight boxing bout by Ken Davis of England. Black Bombers captain Abubakar Kwate lost 2-3 to Adeyin Kabenson of Nigeria in the run of 16 middleweight contest after reaching the stage via a bye in the first round. Boxer Shaku Samed has been banned from the games for failing a doping test giving his prospective opponent for Mauritius a bye to the next stage of the event. Meanwhile, Wahid Omar qualified for the round of 16 in the light water weight after beating Isol of Man's Jemi Devine 4-1. Joseph Kome also qualified for the round of 16 after beating Betero Ari of Kribati 5-0 in their featherweight contest. The joint teammate Ibrahim Mensah who qualified to the next round via a bye. In swimming, Abeku Jackson finished sixth in heat five of the men's 50 meters butterfly event, failing to progress to the next round, but finished fifth in the 100 meter butterfly heat to qualify for the next round as part of the automatic five qualifiers. Well, on this special edition, we say we're spending time with the medalist. And uh, we're glad that all of you are joining us uh, from all over the world uh, on Joy News on Joy 99.7 FM and uh, on all of our social media handles. Let's now quickly, uh, you know, go through the medal table and how Ghana performed. Now, we're going to do some specifics uh, right here. So, Australia, who, uh, you know, have been a host in at least the last four to five editions, have a good story to tell. Remember that Australia did host it, uh, you know, with, uh, through uh, the city of Gold Coast. Now, uh, Australia had 67 gold medals, 57 silver, and 54 bronze. There was a total of 178 medals, making them the eventual winners of uh, Birmingham uh, 2022. Now, England uh, fell second with their 56 gold medals, 64 silver medals, and 53 bronze medals. Now, they had the highest number of uh, silver medals, you know, um, in terms of the performances of nations at the Games. Now, 173 bringing them to the second position. Canada, they also, uh, you know, have great history. Remember uh, the city of Edmonton hosting it, uh, you know, some decades ago where, you know, the likes of the legendary Eddie Blay made massive achievements over there. Now, 26 gold medals for Canada, 32 silver and 34 bronze, making it a total of 92. We come to India, who have also been a host. Remember that India have hosted at least in the last uh, decade and a half. Now, 22 gold medals, 16 silver, and 23 bronze, making it 61 in total. Now, there's 49 in total for New Zealand, um, who find themselves in the fifth position. Now, 20 gold medals, 12 uh, for silver, and 17 for bronze. And then Scotland, who had 13 gold medals, 11 silver, and 27 bronze. Now, this is the point of interest for Ghana, now, uh, or for Africa as a continent. Nigeria, um, you know, sent a very early signal ahead of the, uh, you know, Africa Games, which will be hosted by Ghana. They won 12 gold medals in all. Uh, sorry, uh, 12 gold medals, of course, uh, 9 silver and 14 bronze medals, making it a, a total of 35. Immediately after that, South Africa followed with 7 gold medals, 9 silver and 11 bronze medals, making it 27. And then there was Northern Ireland, who had 7 uh, gold medals seven silver and four bronze making it 18. so nigeria and south africa sending a very early signal ahead of ghana's hosting of the next africa games that they are uh, a powerhouse they're a superpower and uh, there is a lot to look forward to when it comes to their athletes of course we can uh, make the references to the women's uh, you know uh, 100 meter hurdles and other major events as well as, and of course uh, included in that is the long jump so uh, more on here let's now take a look at the specific performance of Ghana Joseph Paul Amor in the 200 meters events got a bronze medal same as uh, Deborah Aqua who got her bronze medal in the long jump event making history um, as the first woman from Ghana to win a medal uh, this significant at a major event such as this. Um, Abraham Mensah uh, will be speaking to Abraham Mensah very shortly. He won a silver medal. Remember, he drew a bye on two occasions. Uh, 
maybe you could call that luck, you can call that coincidence. I don't know what you would want to call it, but um, you know, that's how it happened. Joseph Comey, and Joseph Comey, if you followed our coverage during the week, especially our coverage of the arrival of the team, you know, is the lover boy of the people of Buko, Jamestown, and surrounding areas. Most of the people who came there were wearing, uh, you know, t-shirts uh, bearing Joseph Comey's name. And I saw his mother as well. Uh, she broke down in tears uh, just before the team uh, emerged out of the arrival hall. She was, uh, you know, just covered in a lot of emotion, especially considering the fact that Joseph Comey uh, was hit with ill health, sudden ill health, you know, ahead of uh, that final that he was supposed to take in. So he settled for a silver. And Wahid Omar. Now, Wahid Omar has a very interesting uh, background. Now, in terms of mental toughness, I'd rate him very highly in the sense that, you know, some years ago when he won a bronze medal at a similar Commonwealth Games event, he was promised an amount of $3,000. That amount was never paid. Many, a boxer, would have thrown their hands up in the air and even quit the sport completely. But he kept fighting on and he kept giving himself hope. And there he is. He's won yet another bronze medal at the games and that has placed him in a very important space he shares that privileged space with a departed eddie blaze senior because eddie blaze senior is also a two-time commonwealth medalist that is a very very impressive we're having conversations with these three gentlemen and we'll be bringing you our previous conversations that we've had with deborah aqua and joseph paul amwa on this special edition as we spend time with our medalist you stay with us uh, that one comes up very shortly let's uh, quickly get into that big conversation that deborah aqua uh, you know uh, had with uh, Fentua Tahiru of Joy Sports. Now, she says that she's going to uh, rescind her decision, uh, rescind the decision to retire from long jump after winning the bronze medal at the just-ended Commonwealth Games uh, in Birmingham. Now, the 26-year-old finished third with a leap of 6.94 meters to become Ghana's first ever woman uh, to win a medal in the Games. Now, she had considered retiring after Scuba says the decision could be put on hold. Of course, she'd have to put it on hold. Uh, she spoke to Fentua Tahiru and uh, would bring you that conversation now as we get ourselves ready to have more in terms of the conversations with the other medalists who made Ghana proud at the Commonwealth Games. Let's take a listen to Fentua and Deborah Aqua. Welcome to this Joy Sports special. We're speaking to a very, very special uh, athlete at the just-ended Commonwealth Games. She was one of only two track and field athletes to get a medal in the women's long jump. I'm talking uh, about none other than Deborah Aqua. Deborah, welcome to Ghana. Thank you so much. How are you? Yeah, you're right. You look, you look nice. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, yeah. Yeah. When did you When did you come back? Um, I came right after. No, I came back Tuesday. Okay. Yeah. Okay. You came with the rest of the. Uh, the, the athletes that came down. Yeah. What was the reception like? You won bronze in the women's long jump. Um, you've seen how we receive medal winners and what have you when they touch down in Ghana. We always have Jama and you want blasters come back. Tell me what the reception was like when you got back. Well, I didn't have any other person to come support like on the, on the track, track and field side. Yeah. All of them came to support the boxers. But, you know, I think it was for every one of us but yeah. it was more of the boxes than yeah. you know track and field yeah. so, you, so you're saying that it's possible that the people that were at the airport to welcome the boxes some of them probably didn't even know that it was you that won the box. no no so you were just following them and it's like you were not there at all okay so some people recognized me okay. and then due to them like people were also able to know that oh this is deborah uh, and even me like i went to town yesterday and then i had a few people recognizing me and be like i want to be sure is that aqua and i'm like oh yeah it's me and they were like oh, wow. okay so how do we know it's you and i have to show them pictures and videos uh, to, you know, to prove that it's me so in other words you have to constantly be proving to be people that this is you even yeah. for those that even recognize you <laughs> because i had my hair Okay. I done my hair, but okay. I took it out, so uh, yeah, that makes a difference. That's interesting. Uh, and how are you finding that um, life before you won the medal at Commonwealth Games and after you won a, a medal? Is it something different? Is there something? How does it feel like? Okay, so now I'm getting the exposure. Okay. It, it wasn't there before. Yeah. So um, I think I think if I'm so proud. Yeah. But because before, like, I, I remember I told you, I had yeah. an interview and I told you that yeah. I wanted to quit track and yes. field because 
I know it wouldn't be easy, yeah. you know, life after school. Then living in the U.S., yes. since I'm not a citizen and I don't have a green card, it yeah. was going to be hard. Yeah. But right now, um, I'm kind of talking to a few agents, and I know with them I'll be getting a different visa. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, yeah. it's a good feeling. It's a good feeling, yeah. So, um, let's just stay on that. So, you're telling me that after the Commonwealth Games, you've suddenly had people reaching out, agents reaching out, and, and, and trying to represent you about going pro? Okay, so, um, I had two that I was talking to, and that was even before Worlds. Okay. And then I had another one afterwards. Okay. And they were all talking about me improving my jump. Okay. And then, because that'll be where I'll be able to get more money. Yes. You know? Yeah. Get a so, deal. Mm -hmm, get mm. a deal. But after Commonwealth Games, I had like two more. So okay. right now, I'm talking to like four or five agents. Four or five agents. Wow. But I haven't made a decision yet. Yeah. I'm still, you know. In the process. I'm still in the process. That is just interesting. I'm very excited for you because uh, usually that is what we all want. You know, you, you spoke about that in that interview that we had uh, a few months ago about the fact that if you finish school uh, and, and, and uh, you don't get, get any kind of support, you might consider quitting the sport. So will you say that winning that bronze medal was the life-changing event for you or potentially could be a life-changing moment for you? Well, I would say yes and no. Okay. I was still going to quit anyway, mm. and even though I still, even though right now I don't think I want to do that, because yeah. like I said, I'm getting more people, like I'm getting of the course. exposure and stuff like that, but before, like I wanted to quit, and even afterwards I wanted to quit, yeah. but I had my coach, my coach had my back and we're still talking, he was like, well, he doesn't think that I should quit, yeah. and he thinks that I have the potential, like I have the, um, whatever it takes to go pro, so I shouldn't quit, yeah. but I was still thinking, because I was talking to um, companies, I was talking to my head coach about helping me get like a job, yes. you know, yeah, like a, a real job. A, a regular of, job. Yeah, a regular job, yeah. So I was going to go for that instead of uh, to continue with this. That would have meant that you were quitting athletics. Like I'm done, like the other athletes also quit because yeah. they don't get enough support yeah. after school. Um, and all of this, all of this new excitement that we are talking about, um, all of it could have ended, really, even before it began, isn't it? Because yeah. you made it to Birmingham by miracle. What happened there? Because we all know about the story of you arriving there very, very late, um, getting there at midnight, competing the, you know, a few hours later. What happened with the whole visa situation? How did you get to Birmingham so, so late, if just a few hours to your event? Okay, so um, before I left to Eugene, I yeah. sent my visa to the embassy. But the, the passport. I sent my passport to the embassy. Sorry. So um, what happened was this is the UK embassy. This is the UK. Yeah. No. UK. Yeah. So the problem was uh -huh. I sent it to a wrong location. I, I made a mistake with the address. Okay. So it went to a wrong location. So um, I asked one of our volunteer coaches to check on it for me, but he wasn't also there. Okay. But he didn't tell me. He didn't text me on time to tell me. I would have asked one of my teammates to go and check on it for me. So okay. he didn't let me know until I came back. So I came back and I sent I sent it to the to the to the, the right, right location, mm. but I wasn't getting any response. Okay. So right after that, I stopped training. Like I wasn't training. I didn't train on like four or five days. I think even a week. Why were you not training? You didn't because think I that thought, like yeah, like, you didn't think your visa all would come? hope was lost. Like I'm, oh, I I wow. wouldn't be able to. And then the reason why I thought I wasn't able to, I would I wouldn't be able to go was because I know this other Jamaican like a pro athlete that yeah. was coming to the Commonwealth too. Mm -hmm. I sent my passport to the embassy before she did, mm -hmm. but she got her visa. Two oh. days after I got mine. So, so you thought you weren't going to get I yours at all? I thought I wasn't going to get my visa. So you stopped training? Different. I stopped training. Like, I wasn't doing nothing. I didn't hit the gym. Like, I didn't do no abs, no nothing. I thought I was going to quit. Because the Commonwealth game was going to be my last competition of the year. So if I'm not going to go to the Commonwealth, then what's the point training? So yeah. that's remarkable because before the Commonwealth Games, you had no hope you were going to get your visa. So you stopped training. Mm -hmm. Then you got your visa, flew out, arrived at 12 in the morning and went to compete. And then straight up, you topped the qualifying. That is ridiculous. That was, that was, that was, I was, I was also shocked because right after I got my visa, I was like, oops, now I, I got my visa. So now I have to do something. Do I go to the gym? Do I go to practice? So that very night, I had to go to our facility to do something. To the gym? I didn't, I didn't even use the gym. I had to go to the track to do some run-throughs to see. Because you were leaving the next morning? I was leaving the next morning to go to the, to the track to see if I still have my speed, you know? <laughs> because that's what my coach was more concerned about, that 
uh, he is scared that I might lose my speed. Yeah. So I went to the track to make sure that at least the speed is there. Yeah. Yeah, so I did. And then on the plane, I had this uh, band that I was kind of like, you know, to do some exercises, you know? It's <laughs> actually left. Because it was yeah, also a very like long flight. Mm -hmm. It took you more than what? Almost 24 hours to get to Birmingham. Almost. Take me through that ordeal. I went, I went from College Station to Dallas. Okay. And I had a eight hour layover. I think it should be nine because the flight was delayed. I think in one and a half hours. So, so you waited nine, at the airport for, for nine, nine and a half yeah. hours. It was nine and a half. Just sitting there. Just sitting there. So I had to call some few friends to play a game for them to kind of keep me company. Wow. Stuff like that. And then we got to, um, what was it? Paris. Paris yeah. Yes. And then because of the layover, like my plane left because it was supposed to be nine. Yes, so, so because there. your original flight delayed, yes. your connecting flight had left also, by the yes. time you got mm -hmm. there. So I wasn't able to go. So the only one that I could get was the late, the late one. So I had to wait from 9 o'clock to 8 p.m. Yeah. So that's about like 11 hours. Like wow. 11, 10, 11, 12 hours. Lay over, yeah. Before you finally got... Mm -hmm. That, yeah. that, is, that is remarkable and, and you know because you see and I say this because we, you all remember during the world championships when the Kenyan athlete Omanyala his visa was delayed in the same manner yours was delayed mm -hmm. but once he got his visa the Kenyans booked him on a first class ticket yeah. and he was in first class you were traveling in the economy this whole time I, I was. <laughs> so your feet I remember, I remember I told them to, to even book the flight right after I got the visa. Like, I wanted to leave that very night, but yeah. I didn't get any response, so I had to wait. Wow. That is, um, yeah, I don't know what to say, but your sheer grit is uh, it's amazing and it's is, is admirable. Because to come there, especially after what happened at the World Championship and all of the travel ordeal and the visa issues and not training and to do what you did is absolutely ridiculous because and that's once why I want to go back to that World Championship because coming into that competition I think you were ranked what number five number five number five in the yeah. world mm -hmm. and you didn't make the final all three jumps false jumps what happened there because that to me and I'm sure you also probably felt the same like it was a missed opportunity. I'm interested in what happened and the emotions you felt after that competition. I worked really hard. I really worked hard because even right after NCA was done, I had to go to Jamaica to compete to kind of keep myself active. Yeah. Um, I think I was I was I was scared. I was so scared that I was going to compete amongst the best in the world, and then that competition being my first like big like ever big big yeah. competition like I was so scared I remember I didn't I didn't sleep throughout the whole night like I don't remember closing my eyes for even an hour this is the day before the competition. day before the competition I didn't even sleep like I was thinking about the competition like the whole night and I remember me talking to myself that I think I can do this and my coach was like whenever you think like you're thinking about the competition too much that you can't do nothing just do something like do some exercises or whatever I tried to do it it wasn't working I had to start coming up with my own dream in my head to kind of put me to sleep but it wasn't still working wow. <laughs> I was start from somewhere creators that I could dream like you Let's know get your mind off. and then by the time I realized like I'm back to thinking about the whole competition stuff like that so I was like well there's nothing I can do about this so I had to call I, I, I think I had called a few friends to talk to them you know to, to keep myself awake yeah. and not think about the competition but I was still you know still thinking even though I was on the phone talking to friends and stuff like that I was yeah. still thinking about the competition so I think I was I was afraid like I was so scared yeah. that um, I got to the competition I had not eaten I had I had to to force myself to eat my coach was standing somewhere you lost appetite lost all because of the nervousness yeah anxiety i'm like my coach got close and he was like deborah are you okay i'm like yeah he was like no you're not so i'm like what do you mean he was like i know what you're doing so i was like what am i doing he was like you're forcing to eat something i'm like yeah because so i had to eat banana i had two bananas i can't even swallow so i have to force myself you know and this is all because of the anxiety of competing <laughs> at the biggest stage this yes. is wow because there are a lot of athletes like there are a lot of good athletes so i'm like 
I have to be in the midst of them, you know, yeah. like and when I suspect murders from them and then going to my social media, yeah. seeing a lot of people talking about all the bring gold to Ghana, bring gold to Ghana, we want gold, we want gold. So thinking about all those, I'm like, yeah. I have to do this, so you know, <laughs> that wow. makes me more nervous. I mean, and, and that is the case, a situation where you feel like perhaps a psychologist would have helped. I think so. Know. A psychologist definitely would have helped. If you're just joining us, this is the special edition where we're having time with our medalists from the Birmingham Commonwealth Games. Well, let's uh, talk about uh, national 200 meters record holder. I'm talking about Joseph Paul Amwa, who added his name to Ghana's uh, you know, modest track and field history by claiming bronze in the 200 meters final. Now, his time of 20.49 seconds saw him become Africa's first man to win a medal at the event since the year 2006. So I'm trying to calculate. Okay, it's been a while now. Okay, so Ama also became Ghana's first Commonwealth 200 meters medalist since uh, George Daniels did so in 1974, where I was nowhere uh, near Mother Earth. So he spoke to George Addo Jr. during the week, and uh, we're bringing you excerpts of that conversation right here on this special edition. Watch for Hughes, he's third from the right-hand side. If he runs a good bend, he could put Richards under pressure, but the Trinidadian going well. He's up onto the Cameroonian, coming round the bend. And Richards is up. Hughes is under real pressure here. Jareem Richards driving for the line, storming to victory. It's gold to the Trinidadian, silver to Hughes. When, when you were done, who, which, which of your family, which, who, who in the family called you first? And, and what was the conversation like? Um, I remember, it was my mom, actually. It was my mom, and then my sis called me, and then some of my uncles called me, and you know, my mom, she, she, she's dramatic, so. <laughs> yeah, I want the drama. Padre. I want the drama. So she said, "What? Padre? Yeah, was she singing? Was she praying? Or what happened?" Padre, she was just, you know, shouting. Hey, but I was. She, she called me like literally, um, like thirty minutes. So the first one I couldn't pick because um, I had to get drug tested right after the race, and so I missed it. So about thirty minutes later, she called just when I had finished getting drug tested, and it was just you know. Um, Yes, it was, it was very overwhelming, and you know, it is always it is always a good time to meet my mom. So something that I really appreciated. Really. And how did you manage your phone? How did you manage your phone and the messages and the calls? <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was crazy. At some point, I had to had to. I think I tweeted something that um, I'm tired, and I'll re I'll respond to some of the tweets later. And calls, yeah. so it, was, it was a lot. Like it was a lot. Almost almost like the Olympic feeling. If you remember how it was, yeah. I remember you mentioned yeah, you guys. Like every every single thing you tweet is like oh so much love. <laughs> okay, so, so so take us through the race. Take us through the race. Um, Two hundred meters about to start. What was going through your mind? Take us through it. Um, actually that day um, there was a lot going on. Obviously, like somebody was getting busy then. You know, I had to like mentally stay strong. It was, it was, there was so much pressure on me, but you know, I'm one of the most experienced guys on the team. And um, I've been to so many competitions. I didn't want it to like, I didn't want that thing that happened just in the four hours to, to, to mess up my, my race. Um, if it did, I'm, I'm human because it will, it will mess everyone up, honestly. But you know, going to the line, I was like, hey, what happened in the morning happened. Um, you have a moment right now. You are in the moment. I, I was, I wanted to, you know, stay really focused and stand ovation everything. I think, um, I didn't really plan it, but I remember when the camera came on me, I was like, something like this. Like, I was, I was so locked in and going to the finals, I knew I had one of the top. I was the third favorite going into the finals. Um, I wasn't satisfied. I didn't think, oh, I'm third, so I'm the third favorite, so I'm going to win balls. Like, I really wanted to go in there and challenge whoever was going to win. If I win, it's fine, but whoever is going to win, I wanted them to run um, for their money. And um, from the semi, 
um, Jerry, me and Jerry are really close. Um, where we spoke, like we spoke before the semis, like from the call room all the way to the track. Yeah, yeah, I really, like, I, I really feel it on, I feel it on Twitter. I see that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 he was like, "Yo, let's take it easy," because um, he wanted us to come out the bend and then chill. But when we came out the bend, I still pressed. And so when he finished, he was like, "Yo, what's up?" <laughs> so, um, but going into the finals, like we were, we were all looking. Like we had to put all plays aside, and it was, it was time to fight for a medal. So I was I was just you know trying to forget about everything that happened in the morning and focus on what was in front of me and I, I guess I did what I had to do to put our country back there again. Yeah. And, and it was and it was and it was really really good, especially on that day when all the negative things happened and uh, you were still able to pull through. That was uh, one of the key things. You have told us already about the love you have for 200 meters. And I remember when we interviewed you at the World Athletic Games, you said you were feeling better, even though you didn't get into the position that you wanted to be. I mean, you expect this to continue. Should we expect more? Um, I mean, meaning like for the rest of the season? Um, I think I think for now, I'm done with the season. Like, um, you, you are, I mean, we've spoken a couple of times, so you know, like, I, I've been through a lot this season. Like, it's starting at the season, and I realized that it was going to be like one of my best years ever because I stayed really healthy. I was taking very good care of myself. But um, after I ran the 100 meter PB, like, everything just kind of, that was the fastest my body had ever gone. So there were new things coming. I got injured because my body hadn't hit that level before. So, um, you know, going to Worlds, I was now getting back into my groove. You know, I hadn't done speed work in a long time because a couple of speed sessions in my practice. And then coach was, you know, encouraging me. But I was kind of down. And I kept telling him, hey, I feel like I don't have speed. I feel like I don't have speed. But it's not its not his fault and it's not my fault. It's just that's just our nature. It's like, I, I just, it happened. And we had to take care of the situation. So we did a couple of speed sessions in, and then I was getting back, you know, these fast-paced muscles again. And, and that was when I started realizing, that, okay, we could do something. So I started four by one in Eugene. I was like, oh, I guess I still have it. Because, you know, my legs were moving and I just had a good feeling that my next competition, which was Commonwealth, was going to be you know, a good one. I took the rounds as it came and I just wanted, I didn't want to like just go there, focus on the medal. I wanted to go race by race. And then when, when I get to the finals, I'll go for the medal. And that's exactly what coach and I planned and I, I had to make sure I execute that. Yeah, I, I that was perfect. I mean, it was good that you picked the, the bronze. But you know, it, it's been a bit, for most of Ghanaians who are very, very gutted with the disqualification, uh, with the way it happened. How did you guys take it in camp? How did you guys deal with it in camp? Um... I, I, actually, I wasn't. I wasn't at the stadium when it happened because I didn't. I didn't go to the track in the morning. Um, so I was watching it on my phone in my room, and I was like, "Yeah, we made it. We made it." I was so happy. Like we had to. I encouraged the guys, the two guys, the two new guys that joined. I encouraged them. I was like, "Hey, this is your time. This is just how Benjamin came. So if you get the opportunities, just take it." So I was so happy. And then about 30 minutes later, he called me. I think um, I think Sean, Sean called me. He was like, have I seen it? And I was like, what? And then he said, they got DP. I was like, no, no way. I, I didn't know what happened. I thought it was just a late infringement. But only to hear that it was the whole, you know, registration and I was I was very down, honestly. I was very down. All right, so it's two down, three to go on this special edition as we spend time with the medalist. Now, um, uh, what a year. I mean, what, what a year uh, in the Commonwealth Games. Now, the, the country's topmost performance uh, has been recorded since the year 1998. So we'll come here to the studio, and I've been joined by the legendary coach Ufuri Asari. Now, when he was going into this tournament, he had a medal count of 129. But the situation has changed. Joseph Komi, 
who is referred to in the ring as the Jaguar, is here. Also, Abraham Mensah, the Unstoppable, is here with us. Wahid Omar will be joining us in a bit because, um, you know, uh, this set lifted Ghana to uh, the 28th position on the medal table with their two silvers and a bronze. Well, what can I say again? Congratulations, gentlemen. It's good to see you. Thank you. Thank you. Mm, good to see you. Now, um, I'm very interested in the, the nicknames, okay? Um, let's begin with, with you, uh, Joseph Komi. Jaguar, Charlie, tete, mini, ingbake, ake jaguar, naka ngbe, ingbake, je? Be, be, naka, be, jemi, be, she, ingbe, mi, unupa, oko, che, nike, be, ule. I see. Oko, che, nike, be, ule, oni, like, ingbe, she, nike, this morning, be, bala, je, was, and ma, kogba, uni. Mm. Wow, interesting stuff there. So, uh, interesting. What he's saying here is that um, he's picked up the name from his late brother. You do remember that uh, some time ago we reported the unfortunate passing of uh, John Comey, who was a member of the National Amateur Boxing Team. Uh, he met his untimely death after, uh, you know, a bout of illness. Now, uh, Joseph Comey, the interesting about, thing about him is that he belongs to a very rich boxing tradition because his grandfather, Oblite Comey, is a former Commonwealth champion uh, in the professional ranks as well. Um, so uh, he's been talking about his uh, arrival and the kind of surprise that he was met with, uh, you know, at the arrival area where there were loads and loads of people. It struck some emotion in him, almost drove him to tears. Uh, but he was just asking himself in a moment of reflection that, look, if I hadn't performed and hadn't won a medal, what would have happened? What would people have said? So would thank God all the same. Now, remember that Joseph Kome also had a situation <coughs> of ill health. I would want to talk about right now about, about that right now. Danny, you be no qualify ni we ashe finale. We fe we mi ashe we. Shagbena ni ashe kuake ube wale. Nakambe ame no mi ko kashini ekwe fe yibulo no kwe. Mini mini yano yojo mami. Ake unye uno ni hele mabu ye tournament ni ni we fe wale ake mo fe mo hie kono. Oga shira wa numbo because le le noni ba le le noni ba ba le le noni. Mileche le bare na kae be binumo fiamo ngbe kanu ake o manyima ko good ni ilaba ni inya mako gure mi danumo shake enye an eku ntefun ko ni kemba gana o no mi ke ya ke wonda numo shi Wow, interesting stuff there. Let's now talk to uh, Abraham Mensah. Abraham Mensah has a unique story, as I told you in our introduction, because he drew a bye in the first round and drew a bye in the second round. Well, would you want to call it luck? Would you want to call it uh, a matter of coincidence? But well, when he got the opportunity to get to the next stage, he proved himself. Bohu Achobu, Unstoppable. I mean, where did, you, where did you get that name? Where, where did you get that name, Unstoppable, from? Lynch, Lynch and Tashi was there was a man nicknamed Kelly. Was Beggy Bapi, she don't give a bandano or stop him. When you bear bandano and Gashu, when you bear in your bandano, I said, No use on the bell. Interesting stuff there. Now, tell me about your total experience at the games. Uh, you know, um, the fans, your opponents, you know, how it felt in the ring to be battling with. With people who were also equally hungry for medals. Ah, uh, okay. First of all, like, like, no one else could have. Like, she did like, be, be few bar. Hmm. Iya ko big tournament mukeda. Iya ko national tournament mukeda. She, oh, be your advice here. In sincerely, oh, I'm gonna show. Kashi be, she no fan of vim, vim. Me and coach, we could get kashi be, she no fan of vim. I get few. You know, ina bye, bye len soli. Because he got on the course, only. We don't go on the course, only. He won. On Solian, 
on est solide dans le bail, on est solide, 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 on Mm. Well, Ebramessa has been talking about, you know, that that very interesting and rare happening where he got two buys. He said that he's been having conversations with Coach Oforia Asari who encouraged him to just pray uh, for whatever he's looking for. He prayed and he got a buy on two occasions and that pushed him uh, forward. Uh, and also he talks about getting into the ring and shaking off uh, you know, everything that looks like um, jitters or anything like looks, that looks like tension. And after every first round, he's able to settle in and fight the way he wants to fight. Let's now come to Coach Asari. Coach, congratulations to you. When you were going into this tournament, you had 129 medals. Now it's gone up to 132. Yeah. In your whole career. Yes, yes. Congratulations, Coach. Thank we're you. We're proud Thank of you. you. Thank you. And this is, uh, by the way, this is... Uh, you know, a culmination of medals that he's won at the Olympic Games, the Commonwealth Games, the African Championships, and the IBAC Games, which is uh, the uh, global bodies uh, competitions in, in general. Yeah, uh, I think, like you said, um, all African Games, formerly as it was called, uh, Commonwealth Games, ECOWAS Games. ECOWAS Games as well. Zona uh, uh, Games, mm. Black Expo Games in America, all inclusive. Wow. And so uh, it's an interesting uh, thing. It is all of hard working. Hard working, determined. When we were going to this competition, I know very well that when we want to talk about preparation, we cannot compare our preparation to some of the big countries like England, Scotland, uh, Canada. They, they, they have facilities. Uh, better than us, and, but we have something different. That is our determination and our willingness to be able to come home with something for Mother Ghana. So uh, I push them psychologically uh, to feel that they are equal to anybody in the ring. Mm. They are equal to any opponent. And uh, they shouldn't think about uh, maybe the background that they will be mentioning about some of the boxes, but they must look up to the kind of operation that we went through. We, were, we really did a whole lot of uh, uh, training, and uh, uh, we have a plan. We have something, we call it one-twos, and then call uh, uh, explosive. I see. So as we were going, they all have that plan in their mind. Mm. So when they are fighting you, no so, so call it basa basa. If if you are not con uh, conversant with gun, means uh, take it rough. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, they always have in their mind that if they can they can box you, they will fight you. I see. So um, did any of you use call it basa basa at yeah, any point? Yeah. Oh, uh, Abraham Mesa, or use call, call it basa basa. I see. Wow, interesting, interesting. Uh, so now we've learned a new term. The late coach Ade brought, uh, you know, the multi-system into Ghana uh, football and it got us, you know, a World Cup trophy at the under-17 level. Now we've learned about Coach Oforia Saris Kole Basa Basa. Coach, uh, please go ahead. And, 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 you know, we're celebrating you because... For another occasion, for an umpteenth time, we're having to talk about lack of support for the team and how you just have to go and squeeze water out of stone. Yeah, yeah. you see, uh, that is our way. It is like somebody uh, who is schooling mm. and uh, is intelligent, equally like rich people's uh, children mm. in the school. You don't, you don't look at someone, uh, father has money or what. All you look up to is you have to uh, uh, rub so the, uh, shoulders with do, do those oh. uh, 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 rich people's children. Oh, it is like you, don't, you, you know that your father doesn't have, but you are determined that you also pass the exams. That is how uh, uh, we take it. So we, we went to the competition. We know that there are so many things that we will lack, but that one will not uh, uh, hinder our progress. We will put in our all to be able to come home with something. And that is what happened. So, interesting. Uh, mm. 
Now, there was always a reward structure. I remember very well that uh, before the game started, I had a conversation with the chef de mission, uh, Mr. Champong, and um, he, he was tight-lipped on, on what exactly the reward structure will be for various reasons. Um, have, have you been told what you'll be rewarded with for winning these medals? Let me begin with you, Abraham. Have you been told what you will be given? First of all, like, not at all? Okay, what about you? Have you been told about what you will receive for winning these medals? No? Not at all. Okay, so it's right here on Joy Sports and we're told that uh, the medalists have not been told what they will receive for winning these medals. Now, ahead of major events uh, such as these, you know, we, we, we normally will, you know, will get uh, some you know, announcements ahead of time. This time, things were done a little differently. Now, the other thing we also need to confirm here is that since the arrival, uh, the team has not met official dom, you know, officially. That's how we have to put it. Uh, they've not met the ministry officially. They uh, are yet to get an invitation from the presidency as well. Um, but it will be good to go and meet the president with these medals, right? Yeah. Great stuff. Yeah. Coach, um, in all of this, what is the biggest lesson you have learned and what as a matter of urgency do you want us to do, especially because we have uh, the Africa Games in, in sight? Yeah, I think when we want to talk of what we are supposed to do, I, I would say numerous, many, many things are supposed to, uh, we are supposed to work on before the African Games. Um, like you said, uh, we want to host these African Games and be successful. We don't want uh, to lose. We know very well that other countries are preparing and coming here to uh, compete with us. Um, in my way, I've always not talked about uh, uh, money or uh, asking for some amount of money or I've never, never, never thought of that before. But I believe that um, whatever you work hard for, whatever the, uh, it, it, it be, by all means, you, you have your reward, both uh, uh, in kind and in cash, whatever. Even the loving spirit that the Ghanaians show to us when we reach the airport, mm. how people uh, uh, take us, how um, you, the journalists, the uh, media, how you, you, you appreciate us, it's also something that you cannot get. It's not an easy thing to get. And we know very well that, by all means, uh, they, will be, they will have reward. Because uh, we, we were told uh, uh, that there is something uh, for them. But uh, we need to come to Ghana first. And, but it is not specific. But they told us that when they come to Ghana, they will, they will settle uh, everybody. Apart from the per diem that... Uh, they're giving them. Mm -hmm. So uh, uh, these boxes, when you look at them, their spirit is not more of uh, money, money, money. But they, they believe in achieving something for their country. And, mm -hmm. and that is what uh, they always fight for. When you ask them, you say that they don't have a, any idea about uh, money. But I know they will, be, uh, they, they will reward them as it's supposed to be. Mm -hmm. And so um, that has been our spirit. They, they've never asked me questions about how, how, how much are they going to pay us or whatever. They've never asked me, and I, I, I appreciate that attitude from uh, these great uh, boxes. Mm. Um, in mo most, most of the times when we, 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 are, we are training, their response, the way they listen to me, the way when they are fighting, I remember even within the... the, the they, they like me, and I also like them very well. Uh, I asked uh, Kombi, do you want me to cry because uh, he was having a difficult fight? And I said, do you want me to cry? He said, no, no, coach, I don't want to cry. So with that, he went and then uh, explored and uh, took us to the next... Call uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> The next... Yeah, yeah. Next so, yeah. So, yeah. These are some yeah. of the beauty uh, between uh, uh, the way I communicate with mm. them. And I also didn't want to say that I did this work alone. Yeah. I have a coaching staff, uh, uh, my assistants. Very well. Um, Daniel Latikulati, 
Vincent Akaineti, Frank Ado, Elvis, and then Mr. Bentete. Yeah, very well. Yes, they are all helping. And most of them also, my coaches I train, there was a coaching seminar and all of them. You train them? I train them. Wow, wow. We have a good understanding, a good spirit in terms of, we know what to do each and every uh, time. Mm. So it was a very good teamwork, and uh, uh, I respect mm. all of them for their support. V very well, very well, Coach. Now, we have been talking about uh, the way to win medals and uh, the question about how these medals are won in the first place. How do we even come up uh, to win these medals uh, in the face of all of these difficulties? Uh, in a bit, we'll be having a conversation with, um, you know, Wahid Omar. But uh, you, you made mention of something like that, and it's very, very striking, that when people are celebrating, um, we, we need to ask ourselves that question. Let's take a listen to this, and after that, we'll take the thoughts of Wahid Omar, who's now a two-time Commonwealth medalist, together with the rest of the team. I've been, this is my sixth Commonwealth match, and I, 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 I've been winning medal always. We went to the Olympic Games, so it is about time for them to ask why. It's about time for them to ask why. Well, Coach, I wanted to, I mean, ask you a question there again. I mean, you have been making this statement for yourself in all the international competitions that you've been winning medals, and even with lack of preparations. I mean, what are you hoping to see done to boxing when we get back home? I think uh, for now. What, what my heart desire is uh, Ghana should build the capacity to be able to have officiating officials all over the place. Now we are doing it, but we are doing it alone. We don't have uh, a support in, in, inside there. And so all the uh, things that we are going through, uh, I think it's very, very difficult. There are countries where we are better than them, but because of the kind of capacity that they build, everywhere they are there, it helps them a lot. So I'm pleading to our country that we should take a whole lot of people to, be, uh, to train them to be a part of the officiating officials. We should have the ITOs, we should be part of the, the it's not only we bring athletes and then we come and perform and then other people will be taking decisions against us, if not because of that. Okay, there's a reason why I love the sport of boxing, and that's the reason why we're having a conversation as deep and as intense as this one. Uh, and of course, the evidence of what has been done in Birmingham is the reason why I personally would always want to devote my time, my effort, and my energy towards boxing. Wahid Omar is a boxer I've followed for some years now. Wahid Omar's name is now in a special place, not because of what happened in Birmingham, but because of what he did previously as well. Now, he has two Commonwealth medals in his closet. That is a good feeling, isn't it, Wahid? Mm, mm. I mentioned your name alongside the legendary Eddie Blay. That's a big deal for you as a young man. Sure, sure. Mm. When you started your career, who was, um, who did you idolize? Who was the man who inspired, or who were the boxers who inspired you? or gave you motivation when you were growing up? Okay. Me growing up, like, I listened to my coach and I was um, following my, 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 my brother, my, my brother, which name is uh, Abib Ahmed. I see. And Hussein Ahmed. And they are, they are the one who inspired me at the beginning of the, my boxing career. Wow, interesting stuff there. Tell me about the tournament and how it went for you generally. I mean, you know, when you went in there, many people had hope because of your experience from previous events. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very you know coming come out games is very big tournament, which a lot a lot of a lot of country will, will come there to participate. I mean, and so it's like I've been there before and I know what is there, and I just listen to my coach and follow the instruction what he will give it to me, then I stick with it. Wow, interesting stuff there. Now, <clears throat> tell me about your most memorable moment from Birmingham, like the best moment for you in Birmingham. When was it? Tell me. Do you remember which which moment in the whole the whole experience do you pick out as your best moment in Birmingham? Oh, my best moment to win a medal, mm. win a medal, and I win a medal. That's it. Wow, interesting stuff there. What have your friends been telling you since you came back? I mean, when you speak to people, what do they tell you? For now, I'm not. I, I didn't yet meet, meet my friends because 
I wasn't getting enough of time. I need to rest, rest, and mm. that's it. Yeah. Mm. Wow, interesting stuff. That gentlemen, what can I say? Thank you, thank you, thank you. Congratulations to you once again. And um, we hope that very soon you get an invitation, uh, you know, to the presidency. Just uh, 45 seconds before we wrap up. Yeah, I think uh, there are a whole lot of people who supported us. Yeah. Uh, we will not forget about them. Mm. We want them to know that if you wanted to mention names, yes. we cannot finish. Yes. So all of the people who support us, uh, the uh, uh, old boxers, mm. uh, Alaji Hindusa, and his, uh, a whole lot of... Uh, people who support us, we, we thank all of them. And uh, we, we want to tell them that uh, we still hold them in our heart. Mm, mm. Thank you. Great stuff there. Thank you, too. Congratulations to you. Um, so, Wahid Omar, Joseph Kome, uh, the Jaguar, and the unstoppable uh, Abraham Mensah, and uh, the coach who brought the new style in boxing called... Well, this is it. Thank you for listening and thank you for watching as well. Uh, this has been the special moment with our medalists. I trust you've enjoyed. The big conversations will always continue. My name is Nathaniel Atto and I have love for sport. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Your superstation, Joy 99.7 FM, is taking you on an all-expense paid trip to Dubai. Yes, I mean you, our discerning listener. All you have to do is have fun with us by joining the Joy Jingle Challenge. Question, yeah. are you creative? Are you good at mimicking? Yeah. If you are, grab your phone right now. Swipe up to our TikTok or any of our social media handles on Facebook and on Instagram at Joy 99.7 and follow the page. Next, set for the video label, the Joy Jingle Challenge, and jump on it. Have fun miming along, and let's see if you are able to do it better than the original one. When you are done, upload it on our TikTok page or any of our own social media handles and tag us at Joy997 for the hashtag Joy Jingle Challenge. Yep. Get your friends to engage with your video by either commenting, loving, or liking it. Good to go. Our able judges will look out for the best renditions with the most engagements and you might just be on your way to Dubai. Clear. The Joy Jingle Challenge for the love of Joy FM. Something is about to happen. Turn up your volume. Keep it right here on Joy 99.7 FM. I've got the power. Joy 99.7, bringing you the best music and more. <laughs> this is the Joy Jingle Challenge. Joy on the set. The Super Morning Show is always the best. Bet. Joy 99.7 FM. The Cosmopolitan Mix. We are going on a summer holiday. If you want to go, you'll swim. We go into London and New York City. Keep the frequency clear. 99.7. Feel the beat of the rhythm of the night. Dance until the morning This is drive time on Joy. You can lead them all in the Joy 99.7 FM. Joy 99.7, bringing you the best music and more. <laughs> the Joy Jingle Challenge is on. How many ways can you enjoy your Jamieson? Well, with a taste so smooth, you can have it in any way you like. When vibing and chilling with friends, or just enjoying life's little pleasures. So share in Jameson and make room for others. Because good taste doesn't have a time or place. Jameson, triple distilled, twice as smooth. This advert is FDA approved. Drink responsibly, not for sale to persons under 18 years of age, not recommended for pregnant women. 
What does it take to manage a corporate brand and its reputation? Join the action as we discuss PR strategies, policies, compliance, and crisis management with Georgina Asarifiagbejo, Senior Manager, Corporate Communications of MTN Ghana. Topic, Reputation Management and Public Relations. Catch it this Sunday, 14th August at 7 p.m. on Joy FM, Facebook, and YouTube. Only on Springboard, your virtual university with Reverend Abed Okran. Sponsors, Enterprise Group, MTN, UMB Bank, Media Partners, Joy FM, Joy Prime, and Graphic Business. Springboard, your personal value will shoot up. Black. It's not dark, it's bright. Black is rich, black is unconventional. Watch it come alive.